0: Welcome back, Poggers, to yet another episode of The Pog State. We are really at the business end now, and I am joined by, of course, Valdez, Wolf, and Chronicler in order to break down everything that's happened. We will go over our predictions, but also I think we want to make this episode a little bit more about what the LCK has become now and what it began as at the beginning of the season, and potentially also at the beginning of the year, because there have been some ridiculous changes. But first, I'd like to introduce you to the PogState's first sponsor, the LCK. <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> the LCK store ships globally. We can get it to you wherever you are. In fact, some of our prizes on this show in the past have gone to very, very remote locations. I believe Nepal was one of my most favorite where we had to deliver a T-shirt up a dirt track or something like that, and the, the mailman managed to make it, and uh, the T-shirt nice. was delivered. Very cool story, but we're also giving away this mouse and keyboard right here. So if you guys uh, need a mouse and keyboard, and uh, it makes playing League of Legends much easier if you have a mouse and a keyboard. So I, I assume that your League of Legends experience will go up 100%. Um, if you do manage to win this, assuming you don't already have a mouse key. Added bonus it's been touched by all four casters of the LCK. Well, <laughs> added That's bonus. True. Or, or, or added negative, depending on who you are, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, We can wash it upon request. If um, would <laughs> <laughs> like to. But yes, of course, we will be shipping one of these out. And of course, if you guys are interested in any of the LCK merch, um, be it the shorts, the t-shirt, the sliders, or thongs, or tumblr or mugs or anything like that i'm sure you've seen uh seen some of this stuff advertised on the lck already uh feel free to hop over to the store the link should be in the description below but that is enough uh advertising for the company that we work for um that is not actually a sponsor so we still need those sponsors <laughs> so just uh just let us know doritos if you're out there please um oh, i'm yes. still waiting for the time I'm waiting for the time So mountain dew please yeah and, and it needs to be like global doritos as well so that we get like the american stuff which is like, True. the goods, just the best. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into some LCK. As I'm trying to stall, because all of us did pretty horribly um, in our predictions. Some of them went okay, and others definitely did not. So let's have a look at week 7, and how things eventuated. How things all managed to go downhill for old mate Atlas, and his love of Hunter life esports and his predictions. Um, I think uh, you and I will probably the ones that have very distinct ideas about what went wrong.
1: Yeah, I, my my predictions were very R rated, and by R I mean <laughs> <laughs> R for rollster. Uh, so you don't want to show those on the screen, or you know, it
0: really was blasting off again. Make sure, this. yeah, make sure
1: uh, you have a parent in the room if you're looking at my predictions. Um, I voted a lot for KT. I thought they were going to do a lot better than they did, uh, and they did not. They looked very bad, uh, unfortunately, in their match against DRX last night. Um, It's definitely a big standout one. So, KT, I don't think, are making playoffs. I had them making it through, and big regrets uh, in terms of my predictions of putting them much higher than they actually were. Yeah, I... uh made a few mistakes myself uh,
0: and I think that it's only going to get worse um, as the season goes on as well because I had some predictions for Hanwha Life Esports that uh, yeah, may not be coming true. If we have a look at the last few games, I think I've got Hanwha beating Afrika pretty considerably.
2: There was one where your faith in Hanwha Life actually worked out in your favor and that was against Nongshin, where Nongshin took the 2-1 victory over Hanwha. Everyone oh. else voted 2-0 for Nongshin, but you atlas <laughs> i got the 2 you one. knew it you knew. got the extra point yes and i want to applaud you for that well i mean i guess there's that one and actually looking down the line
0: humble life weren't what let me down <laughs> like at all actually so maybe it's fine maybe this is how it was all supposed to go maybe i didn't actually I f- have I feel that like much faith for
3: in now it anyway. hasn't but i i i, I yeah, I, it, it, it certainly it will. Yeah, my, my humble love
0: <laughs> should turn around. How about um, how about you, gentlemen, on the other side? Now? I took how a lot of got... gambles. Yeah, you uh, noticed and, that. And, 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 <laughs> and um, I, I
3: do think that the spirit of those gambles paid off, but the actual gambles did, which is a good lesson, you know. <laughs> <spirit> don't gamble. <laughs> because, because, no, no, no. Cause, I would cause, have been right if I voted. F- yeah, it, like, really, really, really. I wouldn't <laughs> really really have bought I wouldn't have been right <laughs> if I had have got it right, though.
2: Think about that.
3: Um, the spirit... Looking, Looking at my, 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 (laughs) yeah, looking at my prediction, they were
1: like... (laughs) <laughs> Looking if at, you at you just look at the bottom of all these, there's a few red lines drawn across the board. You know the good old uh, Freda Brian versus T1 yeah, red that, that, line. That, there, that one was just bad. Like Freda
3: Brian versus T1, that 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 one was just not it. But <laughs> I, I, I I still like uh, think that the DRX versus KT match could have been a two one for DRX. That was, no, for yeah, sure.
1: Absolutely. Everything
3: about that was just horrible.
1: That's the one I gave yeah. you. The spirit of and the prediction was that, correct. That,
3: legit. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that and the fact that DRX actually did win a match. Um, yeah. But it was against Africa, so I, I misjudged it yeah. slightly, and uh, I have been punished appropriately. We also, I had faith in, <laughs> faith in Genji, which
0: and there is a lot of big red blocks as well, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, these sort of represent the actual upsets that have occurred throughout the LCK so far. And I think it's because we've got teams really on the rise, and other teams not necessarily falling, but not being quite as powerful as we thought. Uh, and yeah. of course, obviously, we have to talk about. Live Sandbox. This is a team skyrocketing to the top of the LCK. There was, there was a time where we'd talk about the middle of the pack being like, what? Afrika, Sandbox, and KT?
1: Yeah. Like, like, like you might have even put Fredd in there. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, they're almost there. But... Not anymore.
0: <laughs> I feel like those times are well and truly over, and the Live Sandbox era
1: is certainly upon us. Those are the big blocks that we have is Sandbox upsetting T1, right? Upsetting Nongshim. <laughs> upsetting Nongshim. So also,
3: Africa getting a bunch of upsets. Yeah, Afrika with two because Africa. I, I was kind of down on Africa when we did these predictions. I felt like they were they were very like they were very much middle of the pack, right? Like I, I see them winning against the weaker teams, but I don't really see them get the upsets. But then they probably decide to win against both Genji and Daman Kia. I mean well, the red walks just...
0: for a are like double upsets because not only did
2: they beat one and uh <laughs> and Gen-G, but, but they then also they also, also lost decided to, to lose to DRX. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all Afrika's fault. We would have been so we would have been totally fine actually, all of us with our predictions. If Maybe they, they didn't just make no sense. They got frustrated <laughs> they got frustrated at
0: us for yeah. making these predictions against them and they're like, Oh screw we'll these guys
2: will ruin their
0: pick'ems by losing <laughs> losing to DRX and beating everyone else.
3: The the only thing that makes complete sense now is for them to 2-0 Nongshim tonight. Naturally, yeah.
0: I don't think 2-0. I think it has to still be a 2-1. And it has to be very messy. And at the very end... um, Somehow they do it. Yeah, we all wonder how it happened and what it means. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing, by the way. No. (laughs) It's a little bit worrying if that happens. And I guess now looking forward as well, we're going to have some uh, different ideas about how the rest of the matches are going to go. Um, what did we say? I think all of us have got a 2-0 for Nongshim, so that might be a little bit more up in the air.
1: Actually, there's only one different uh, across the whole thing. It's your Genji versus Damwon Kia vote. You voted oh, for yeah. Damwon Kia. <laughs> we all voted for Genji, <laughs> So right. I think that's going to give you another W. It's going to be in the W column for Max, I think, probably. So does that mean that if we have a look at I mean, the scores
0: as that. they stand right now, I think it's very important to bring these up onto your screen to see who... Um, gets the, the the dummy sticker and And who yeah. does not High five um. uh, Dummy <laughs> sticker yeah. <Catalysts> unite. <laughs> Oh yeah But it is actually um, Valdez out in front 18 points I am barely uh, behind mm. him with 17 And then our analyst sitting on 15 points
2: apiece 15, not exactly awful However, uh, we still win So yeah, and it was, here. you know, it was just one point, and I, I was just looking through some of the things, like um, predicting, like, Homolife 2-1 over Freda Brian. You know, that's one of those ones that could have easily gone either way, but I'm like, we'll throw Freda Briand a win, so, like, yeah, yep. I get the extra point for that one, whereas, like, Atlas doesn't, so... It was really close, and the fact that I'm in front right now, actually. like <laughs> some, of, some of the points that I got, I'm like, well, you know, it easily could have gone either way. So I think
0: it's it's more of an illustration of how unpredictable the
1: LCK has been rather than anything mm-hmm. else whatsoever. Um, Pretty much all of my like ones that are standout wrong involve KT Rolster. Um, <laughs> KT versus Genji, I thought they'd take a game. Uh, KT versus Damwon Kia, I thought they'd take a game. I didn't expect them to, to win, but I thought they'd take a game. Uh, and then I had the... Also, KT versus DRX I got wrong because um, I thought KT would 2-0. That did not happen. They should have. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just hit the Nexus. Yeah...
3: I just oh, yeah. stared <clears throat> into the abyss that was DRX, and DRX stared back, <laughs> and then and then, did things that still don't make any sense to me.
0: I mean, they won a match, and uh, I was very adamant at the fact that, in fact, there is probably footage of me being very adamant of them going 0-6-12 uh, um, for the rest of the season, but they did not do that. They, in fact, were able to take a game, even last night, right? Um, in that extru- extraordinary, I was about to say excruciatingly. <laughs> Excruciating. Um, I it, mean, it, to be real, it kind of was an excruciatingly <laughs> long series. The base race at the end to save game mm. two. Oh, uh, I think in a different wow, context, potters. in a different context, we would have been like, that was the most hype series ever. But, but in the context ev- of that match,
3: everything that was leading up to it, it was not great, and then that moment was also not great because. Just hit just the Nexus for ordered it. Ordered the Nexus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just
1: don't understand how the Nexus didn't get more POG votes. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't that wasn't the Nexus. That
3: was who was it? Was it Jet on LeBlanc just like randomly drawing aggro and then getting ordered like three yeah, times? Yeah, five kid
2: flashed forward. Yep. Mm. Wait, maybe we're talking about different things. No, 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 we're not. We're talking about the same. Because he, <laughs> right, yeah, he flashed forward to attack to Jet LeBlanc, on yeah, LeBlanc. Yeah. and then LeBlanc just blew him up instantly could have just sat there and attacked the Nexus two times, and that would have been enough damage. But One of the rare non-five-head, non- five-kid players. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's getting a
0: little bit ironic um, yes. over there. So it was, uh, was definitely an, an interesting match, uh, to say the least. But KT managed to pull it out in the end, um, being able to pick up that win in 2-1 fashion. So DRX were able to get one there. They could have theoretically um, saved it all, but it uh, didn't quite work out, and beating a freak was also... Uh, pretty good um, for those guys so they're not the uh, what was it 1 and 17 that I was predicting with like a negative 29 scoreline could have been worse it could have definitely been worse and now they get to play some pretty epic spoiler as well theoretically Um, who is it is it uh, T1 that now has sort of the dream run um, towards the end with uh, DRX and then Hammer Life Esports being their next two opponents DRX should be pretty comfortable for T1 and then they're going to be cruising to the very top of the standings there it's going to be really really important
3: it's insane like how close the top spots still are like we still have no clue who's gonna end up wearing playoff seating which is really cool
0: yeah let's uh let's get into our teams and uh and what we've what we've expected what we've noticed what we've seen throughout this season because it's been pretty ludicrous yeah the 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 evolution of the LCK, and I've got an interesting take I'm gonna save it until like halfway through this was like a shower thought that I had. Last night, it was like two hours of me, like, lying in bed thinking about it. And uh, it was, I don't know, I think it's kind of <laughs> cool, um, this, this new idea that I have for trying to adjudicate the LCK. But biggest surprises. Um, Chronicle, let's start with
3: you. Uh, I, can, I can go with obvious and go with gory. Um, because that, I think, is without a doubt the biggest surprise. A player that none of us were already excited about was like, he's probably better than Bay. That, that 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 was about as far as we went, yeah but uh top of the POG standings looking incredible, having uh, key highlight plays even the matches when they lose uh, that they lose like against Liv sandbox, like his side play like mechanically just looks absurdly strong winning that seventy two minute game with that Silas composition that we felt
0: should have been outscaled, but it's then they just... win at seventy two minutes oh my
3: God um b- b- uh, yeah, Nongshim is all right, like do also I think he all the, Dokdam and Kallen already looked good in. Yep. Spring, Like, they look like the strongest part of that roster. But then now they're just one of the best bot lanes. If, if, if not for yesterday's match, you could call them the best bot lane. But then seeing Gumayushi and Kari, put on put on a clinic just made me go, like, oh, please let these teams face off more. <laughs> I want to see it. So good.
0: We have seen that one before. Yeah, I know, but I want that. more. Yeah. And also, you just never really know what you're going to get or what we saw last time when it comes to T1, who have now... Finally, solidified a roster towards the end of the season seems to be the way every single time even when they say at the beginning of the season no this is what we're going to use <laughs> just never is that's just not how that <laughs> <It> one <long> goes <laughs> and so finally we have rested on uh, on some sort of normalcy but you're exactly right i think that bottom lane is amazing I, th- I love the fact that we had conversations last season and last year of like get doc a team you know damn he's so good yeah. but maybe he's trapped on Team Dynamics or Nongshim Red Force, you know? Like, I just think that this guy has such huge potential. Well, guess what happened? They became a team. And yeah. uh, and now it just looks super good. I know that, uh, Wolf, you were super high on uh, Nongshim at the beginning of the year as well.
1: I, I really was just after Kespa Cup results and I saw the potential. I really liked Peanut coming back. Um, but I've also been very adamant that I was really worried about Bay as a player. I didn't think he was LCK ready. He choked a lot, was very emotional. I think Gory filled that slot. The biggest crazy thing that, that happened, I think, for me this season, I think all four of us are going to agree, was that we saw Sandbox choke at the end of spring. And then at the beginning of the season, we were like, there's so much potential here still, but the beginning wasn't a strong start for them. So I think everybody kind of thought, well, Sandbox will probably get in at the last spot of playoffs maybe at best, and they'll probably drop out in the first round. I think that was everyone's kind of general idea. And now they might be the best team in the LCK. And we called them a romantic team, right, because of their aggressive play style. But I think what we were kind of labeling or the Korean community was labeling and we then used of the romanticism of this team was really just this team figuring out faster than other teams in the LCK right now. This meta, how to be decisive, how to be aggressive, how to make extremely fast calls in the moment. And I think some of the mechanical skill kind of evolved around that throughout the season. Their decision making is good. Their mechanics are getting better. This team has so much potential right now. And I'm very happy if we send this team to Worlds, to be honest, right now. And I don't think I would have ever said that at the end of spring or at the beginning of summer.
0: And I think that one of your points is my absolute all-time favorite. Because the thing that we have disliked about Sandbox since they debuted uh, years ago is their drafting.
2: R5 Aatrox.
0: They have been the the R5 Aatrox. They have counterpicked sick Renektons and things like this throughout the entirety of Sandbox being a team in the LCK, but they've tweaked the drafting just a little bit. It's still hyper-aggressive. It's still playing for lane in a lot of these situations, but they tweaked it just a little bit so that they could get strong lanes that also mesh into a team with an identity. And whenever they're on the rift, they identify what that identity is and play towards it. And I love that. I think that's like... That's the showing of a great team not only like from a coaching standpoint and from like a drafting direction standpoint but also from how they play together. I think this is a team that uh could only get better and I think it's it's just so cool when we it's were talking amazing. about like what yeah. was it last season like effort inting his way towards like uh, oblivion and now comes <laughs> through like oh, probably second best support in the league right i think, uh,
3: I, think I I put him below. Kellen as well. I think Callen is also insane. But then obviously Carrier's first. Yeah, yeah. So it's Carrier Kallan.
2: Carrier's like
3: yeah. up here. Yeah, we, we don't out. we not really Carrier's not really like we 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 never have really ha- actually have to mention him because such
0: a I think Carrier had probably one of the best Thresh games in the last five years. Yeah. I think it was it was probably the best thresh game yeah, I've Yeah, and, the and then and then yesterday
3: years. Gen G was like you can have a Feebles Thresh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. And then it worked out as a that's fine. Uh, yeah, the but, drafting yesterday uh, from yeah, Gen.G uh, was a little bit... A yeah,
2: little bit suspect? A little bit yeah. yikes. Yeah. But
3: at least there's more diversity. And that's actually one other player, and I know we haven't seen that much of him. Um, I wonder how Genji's play would have been if they'd subbed in Burtle earlier, because I do think that the team is like still going through a transition, but Burtle, as an individual player, does make me very excited. I which actually, is something that I haven't said for a while about Genji. It's actually
0: ridiculous, and I think you guys illustrated it really beautifully on the cast last night as well, which was... How Gen G changes with an X factor on the team, and I thought that that was a really beautiful thing, because that's exactly what they've been missing. They've always been just the white bread of the LCK, yeah, you know, for <laughs> a really long time. They play slow and they act as a bit of a benchmark, right? Like this is coordinated team fight League of Legends, and we wait until we're confident in the team fighting, and then we go, you know and i know it doesn't sound very nice to call them the white bread but that's what they were sort of representing cuz they weren't making those big plays Bertle just does it man and do you <laughs> know what's do you know what's awesome as well yeah. like it was 30 minutes after that series was over and i'm like scrolling through youtube like looking for videos or whatever and i see this like random youtube channel that's like best Aurelia in the world destroys the LCK and like the the ultimate clickbait title I'm like wait is that really Bertle? like damn dude like already straight up there and like what is second series in the LCK or something like that second
2: yeah, or third he's, like he's,
3: he's 17 like it's, yeah. it's, it's actually insane yeah. it's hard Ludacris. to get
2: a permaban in your first two series <laughs> as a player like I don't know many other players that can say they've done that, right? Because I think everybody watches that series now, and they're like, "Well, he's just not allowed to play Aurelia ever again." Like nobody should ever give him Aurelia, I think. And um, the only other thing we've seen was Jace, and he was pretty good on that after being camped for 15 minutes, right? And he was able to do yeah. a lot with that pick. So this is like this is actually a huge boon going in. And Rascal was an awesome player, oh, huh? yeah. yeah, as a top laner. But like Bertle. He just offers a little bit more, and he's it's, more of an X Factory. He reminds me of Noggery, kind of, um, with that X Factor. A little bit different, a little bit more aggressive, and um, a little bit more of a playmaker. But, like, it's hard not to get excited about somebody yeah. like this. It's, it's also, think,
0: uh, oh, yeah. It's, sorry, I was just going to say, like, just real quick, that I think that the difference between Noggery and uh, Birdall is that Birdall makes the huge plays a little bit more. Noggery has way more prowess when it comes to just smashing a lane. You know and just having like, his laning mechanics and understanding of how to manipulate waves over and over again and just suffocate your opponent out were beautiful. But although like, it's almost flashier because he just goes for everything. like he sees these angles that I think only a 17 year old would see. You know? <laughs>
3: yeah and it's, it's a stark contrast as well uh, to a player like Karis, who a lot of people will still agree that he's a very interesting prospect now currently playing for Genji and Challengers. Because he had a debut and it was very middling. Yeah. Like, it, and 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 this is this is fine because a player can still have a lot of problems. That was a pretty, uh, I think it was a pretty high-stake series that he was like kind of randomly it felt slotted into, and then he didn't really perform. So uh, to see Bertel come in like that in what is a very important series, I mean, like already play one, but it would not be weird to have seen subbed out for a match against a team like T1, yep. then smashing it like that. The only thing that could have made that better. Is if we had Zeus as well because those two are like that's 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 a rivalry I I actually want to see (laughs) because you know they were trainees on T1 together Mm -hmm. and Zeus has also shown a lot of promise and I think Kana deserves with his increase like his increased level of play like that's completely fine but I just really I want to see those two face off because like imagine the skill matchup between Zeus and Berto is just like. (laughs) <laughs> the, the
1: interesting thing about uh, Birdall coming through is he's a player that we were kind of a little bit hyped about when he was first announced to come to Genji. He became of age. And then at the very beginning of the, uh, the spring season, he wasn't actually eligible to play for a while. Then he was eventually able to, to play. Then we didn't see him for a really long time. But we were always wondering, like, how is this guy going to do? Because he was one of the most hyped players, right? Along with Zayas right now. And then, of course, before that, Gumayusi coming into the season. And T1 and Genji always grab those, those new and rising players. But I think Genji was so predictable. You called him the kind of the white bread of the LCK, but I think part of the reason why Genji does so well in the beginning of a season is because like in the beginning of the season, no one's really figured out the meta yet. And Genji is kind of like the final boss of a of a yeah. single player game where once you know how the patterns and once you know how to beat Genji, like they're no longer the best team. They're no longer just gonna be number one consistent top team. But I think Bird all kind of changes that, right? Because he plays a lot more aggressively than Rascal. And I think Rascal is still the better player. But I think the weaknesses that Birdall has are so easily fixed and will actually, he'll grow so quickly beyond those weaknesses that I think he might become the mainstay for Gen. G going to playoffs. Yeah, and I, I actually was
0: skeptical about the the Birdall thing. I think I spoke to most of you about yeah. this. Like, I was always of the opinion that Rascal's just really good. He I is? didn't think that that was where the problems lay for, for Gen. G. right? I thought that, you know, the inconsistency of Cleared, the fact that Ruler is... Not having the the season that he had in spring, you know, um, that could have been part of the pro- part of the issue. But just, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be wrong, you know, because Birdall is just that that new
3: thing I, that they needed. It's it's honestly the, similar to what T1 went through, where I don't think Rascal is uh, Rascal is like he was one of our highest status players for a reason, right? Yeah, and he's carried countless Gen G games for solo kills, for lane pressure, for like really great uh backline dives but it's similar to i don't think because as an individual player was the problem for t1 but subbing an owner changed how that team works how that team moves around the map and brutal just provides exactly the same yeah yeah it's a really really, good comparison and 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 genji clearly is uh i I imagine now is like oh if only we did this three weeks ago and we actually had a little bit more time because it feels like genji is now where t1 was in their development two weeks ago when they were still losing against Liv Sandbox right, but still looking reinvigorated
0: Yeah, and we're talking about them like this after they just lost to T1 as well which is uh, a bit yeah. of a testament to how well T1's also playing yeah. uh, with their roster at this point in time um, we've spoken about Nongshim a little bit uh, Liv Sandbox and now G, and I think that we do need to address our other couple of top teams um, t one certainly one of those Damwon Kia another one and Valdez which one would you like to take first? Uh, we didn't
2: talk about T1? We didn't really. Not really. I mean, we didn't talk about our expectations versus reality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can talk about T1. Dom1 is like... I don't know. It's like the weird, like void monster in the yeah, corner. Like, know, like, somebody else can take that one. Like, I'm you not going to deal really with that weird, well? like void elephant there. Like, <laughs> we you know? just we just went over
0: Genji for like a really long time, and we haven't spoken about Dom. We don't really know how to talk about Dom one. And they may have just smashed Genji two zero um, after I, this no recording clue. goes out. No clue at all. <laughs> um, if we have well. a look at the line, that would give Max the uh, the equalization with. Brennan Valdez. I think you might be <laughs> online with that one, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, it's...
3: it's. I think Void Monster is a good one for for uh, Damwon Keywords, but just as likely that they'll like eat you alive, that you just kind of sit there and you like poke yeah. them with a stick and they nothing They might be happens.
2: friendly, we have no idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure. I don't know. We
3: don't know. <laughs> you landed on a planet,
0: you're like, we come in peace and we don't know whether we're going to
2: get stabbed. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think T1's much more simple to talk about, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Especially watching them yesterday, like, uh, I really liked the way that they drafted. I think they have a pretty good handle on the meta. And the biggest thing that stuck out to me was um, they seem to have, like, a game plan now. Uh, There's a couple of things. Like, they have a game plan, and it's like, okay, get Kana on something he's comfortable with and play around Kana. And that wasn't necessarily always the play. They kind of, like, leave see and Karia down there in the bottom lane, doing their thing. They usually win the lane anyway. Getting 2 because they're kills, so yeah. yeah, they're so good. Like, you just let them get, double, you know, duo kills, and then we can just focus on the rest of the map. Faker's always going to be solid, so let's just play around Kana and his comfort picks and just sit up there. Like, Owner literally just sat in the top lane. Legit. For 10 minutes, like, <laughs> just roaming around. it, Like, he was orbiting the top lane, like some kind of, you know, planet or moon or whatever. And... That's really cool. The other thing that really impressed me from T1 yesterday was um, they're so decisive now. It's like, okay, they're going for the dragon. We're just going to push mid and we're just going to get like a couple of turrets because it's just a cloud drake, like the third drake of the game. We don't need to worry about that. They're like really playing as a team right now. And it's the perfect timing because it's right before playoffs. They're really ramping up when it
1: matters most. Their macro is so good right now. It's like insanely standout how quickly with owner, as you were kind of pointing out. He's upped the tempo for their gameplay so much. And then Faker is just highly picking twisted fate in first rotation on red side blind because he could just use destiny to actually rotate with his team, get Kana fed control the macro. It's insane how much this team has changed in just yeah. a few weeks. Like It's absolutely insane. I look at T1 is like a few weeks ago. I'm thinking, well, they're looking better with owner, but who knows now? I'm like, this team could win the whole thing. And it's just like last season where yeah. you're suddenly like, this team could do the whole thing. Like, this <laughs> could actually be it. And now we're saying that about, what, five teams now? Yeah. It's too maybe it's like too much. Because awesome. yeah. uh, th-
3: th- another thing that stood out to me is that T1, Morrison, and, and you, you already, Lemshay, were like the good macros, like the flexibility of Carrier, their willingness to give an R5 counter pick to their support, and then just pick like Tristana and, and, and Karma. It's just like that lane... With, especially with the vision control that they had, because owner's like, I'll oh, start off bot, get some vision, and then goodbye for the next five minutes. You guys yeah. just... <laughs> they push to play at like, three minutes in. And, like, yeah. it, they keep finding these creative ways to punish in draft. And it's similar to what made Dumb One so good last year, where it's like, you know, don't know what they're going to throw at you, but somehow it feels like no matter what side you're on in the draft, they'll always find free counter lanes, and then you're always pushed in. And owner can just do whatever he wants on the map, and you just every play you go for is high risk. It's yep. incredible. And they, they didn't look like this at all.
0: No, it, it feels like the plan has come together finally. And uh, maybe it's time for me to unveil um, what, my, what my shower thought was, what my theory uh-huh. was. It's that Humble Life Esports are the official benchmark of the LCK. And it's great. Always have been. <laughs> because they, they literally always have been. Yeah. They've been the sixth place gatekeepers generally when we had five teams that headed towards the playoffs. But also, if we look back at spring, they did extraordinarily well, right? Their top top side of the map, still struggling a little bit, but they leveraged the star power of Chovy and Deft. Vista also stepped up, I think, uh, in spring a little bit more, maybe, than he has uh, here in the summer split. And Hummelife Esports did very, very well. They also had a lot of ideas in draft that... You saw why they'd go for it. I think uh, their match quite recently... They put Chovy on the middle <laughs> <one>. Like <laughs> In the past, that could have been a genius move, right? In the past, that could have worked. When it they had Doran in the top lane. If they had Doran in the top lane playing his cannon, then maybe you can actually lean on him to carry. But it's not how it works uh, anymore. Um, and there are teams that are able to do that, right? Like, able to flex the draft to a point where they've out-thought you and figured out a, a better way of winning. But it's not HarmoLife Esports anymore. They're not the team that's actually able or capable of throwing those curveballs because the teams around them have leveled up so much in ways that Life have always tried to be good. Like, the other, the other example that I had was you guys were talking about Faker's TF, Chovy's tried to make that pick work over and over again. And yes, he gets ahead by like 3,000 gold or something like that. But he doesn't have that macro carry potential in the game sense yeah. that Faker has. No, he doesn't. Over like extraordinary amounts of years of playing Twisted it's Fate insane. and yeah. just solo winning games by not winning team fights. That's not how Twisted Fate wins the game. He's the best one one champion Empowering in the game. Empowering his teammates. And yeah, you empower your teammates and you rip apart the map and just install gold in the rest of your team right by opening things up and making sure that you put your opponent into impossible decisions
2: yeah Yeah, he also uh, just about his kit like he gets the extra gold right so he's able to hit everfrost and rapid fire cannon extremely quickly especially if you're farming really well and then that just opens so much pressure for picks in the mid game when you're really trying to fight around dragons so like it's one three one but also it's like insane pick potential once you get those two items and if you're a great macro player, it's insane what you can do with it's, that champion.
3: Yeah, it's, it's also, and we saw T1 do this multiple times yesterday, um, one thing that you can do with the Twist of Alien is just press it to see where everyone of the enemy team is. Mm-hmm. But a move that T1 can now make, and I think that, uh, for example, Nongshim also has like a similar sense with Peanut, like the, the kind of, we can go in here, right? Like we're seeing weakness. Actually knowing how to utilize that information previously was not available for T1. Like, they'd see where everyone was on the map, and then they'd, like, just kind of sit there. Yeah. And now it's, like, as you pointed out, it was like, five people down the mid lane, get those two turrets, and it's it's really fun to watch.
1: It's, it's really, really cool. Really cool. I, I want to go back to the Han Life argument, because I think a lot of us thought the, some of the issues they had in spring, where they almost, you know, were able to be a really good team, like, they were almost able to maybe, you know, be top four going to the finals. I were, mean, they were four. Yeah, they, they were, were four, but, like, were the they end. were they really a top four team, like, <laughs> well I mean looking back now at the standings at the standings <laughs> yes but like we if you look at the other three teams that were up there with them they were like there was a big divide right yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. they
0: were the, they were the fourth unable to be invited into the three men yeah
1: so yeah. like it's like they were hanging out with the other three, but the other three were like, I wish this guy would didn't, go. Home. Didn't Hama uh, <laughs> ended over T one, right? Like they actually I think they were third. Third, third in yeah, the, the Hama was
3: actually third. T one ended as
0: fourth.
1: Third in the uh in the regular season. Oh yeah. that would make sense. That's why T one has thirty points mm-hmm. and yeah. more. But uh but what I was gonna say is that I think we all kind of were wrong in that we believed that some of the issues they had are on the top side of the map would just be solved with time. yeah. But actually, they were not, right? They they put Arthur and Johan in kind of a, a roulette for a while, and then they, they sent Willer in, and then he hasn't really been a huge improvement. He's been a slight improvement. They chose Morgan over Dudu, and you could see some glimpses of Morgan being very strong, just like we saw in Spring. But Kesman has tried his best to try to figure out how to get Chovy's insane CS advantages around the map, but Chovy hasn't been able to break through that. I think it's a mental barrier Chovy has himself that he has to pass through, going back to what you were saying. But I think it might be time, because Haunted Life Esports is a very, very uh, wealthy organization. <laughs> I think it might be time to actually just do what they did best before the season and buy a top top laner, buy a top jungler. Because like, they clearly can't take these newer players and actually utilize their potential as well. It might be time to just have five-star players on the roster, go into the next year being like, okay, this is just the money roster. Because right now I'm like, I just don't feel it. Like I, I, I wanted KTS to trust, well. but... Mm-hmm. They, I wanted to trust, and and they disappointed <laughs> 2018
0: all of us. KT, <laughs> are, you,
1: are you bringing that? I feel like every episode oh, they're God. back again. <laughs> I get, I get
0: reset. It's like twenty eighteen no. uh, KT, and then twenty nineteen SKT or T1. Yeah, yeah. Uh the super team the so, super team factor we,
3: we, we have uh, also completely ignored afrika which is like afrika is so I wanted weird. to on purpose yeah, yeah, actually kind of me to <laughs> like, i think i domon is very interesting to talk about because they're weird and afrika are like they're, they have taken like they are just very clearly the lost in place playoffs team i think they're, very, they're definitely not worse than that but even with their wins can you really say they're better than that i i don't think they so they lost to drx well yeah, but they also, <laughs> like that's that's the whole point. Like after yeah. they won two series where we thought they were like not favored, right? So it's just like makes no sense. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Keane's insane. Lahens has really good games, but the rest of the team, uh, Leo is there, which I don't think is a bad thing, but like he doesn't. Win if Flay gets Oriana, they win. That's yeah. That shouldn't be the only. That's it's not the, the, the win condition line. you want. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no. seems and, like a bannable win condition.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's mm. um. They're there.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't get them.
0: I don't get it either. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting uh, waiting for Hanwha versus Afrika. Because there is... Who knows? I mean, Hanwha is still fighting for that last spot. It's going to be between those two teams. So, Dom Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, let's address it. I'm
3: scared. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> so, um,
0: can I, can I start? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Because the thing that I was really impressed with uh, about Dom in their last match was the fact that they were able to rely on their bottom lane again. The really cool thing that I saw was a return to weak side Ghost who was extraordinarily good at playing defensively but still keeping up. Um, I think he demonstrated in that series how Ash can actually be utilized effectively. Not only that but Showmaker and Canyon were once again the, the bash bros together and that was always the scariest form that Darwan ever had was when it was Showmaker and Canyon taking control of the map and we saw that but we only saw it in a match against Fred at Brion, who are theoretically Damwon's kryptonite but still it's not exactly top tier opposition and yeah. they will have just recently faced against Gen G, and with Birdall being so scary you know like think about the age gap between him and Khan. Like, that's like, what, seven, eight years? It's like, the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest in the LCK, if not no, the, biggest. the biggest. No, yeah. it is the biggest, because uh, Khan is the oldest, and I think Bertol is the youngest, right? I'm not uh, 100% sure about that.
3: It, yeah, it's between him and Zeus, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. One of the two. Um, I think the youngest player in, like, the entire... We have Bulldog, is a freak of challengers, mate. He just turned 16, like, two weeks, <laughs> yeah. In, like, <laughs> a I'm, weeks I'm ago. Yeah, but I'm talking, like, in the LCK, yeah, yeah, right?
0: Because, like, like, he can't play until he's no, 17, he, right?
3: you need to be 17. I, yeah, I, I want to believe, as well... That weak side because I do think, like, obviously, weak side ghost, uh, Ash coming back, Jin getting buffed on 11 15. All these things are good developments for Damwon. uh, but I, I, I still have no clue about that I, team. I think Sh- Showmaker is to me still one of the strongest mid laner, if not the strongest. Um, but his team is so volatile, even Kenya, that used to be like really a such a consistent win condition in mid to late game team fights, no matter what he was on, has has had those moments still you yeah. can still you see you saw that lease in, right yeah i did yeah i did but it, again like that's double kia have had a very consistent trend of like just stomping the weaker teams except i, I yeah. yes they except lost for except for the <laughs> but like as a whole like also beating kt2o like to me that doesn't really tell me anything yet and i still f- i feel like ghost and barrel are legitimately like in the pretty far down in the bottom half of LCK bot lanes at the moment which has a lot like that's also really positive for how strong our bot lanes are as a mm-hmm. whole Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm worried that's going to keep getting exposed when you put Ghost and Barrel against they haven't looked that amazing but still Ruler and Life Gumayushi and Kerry after yesterday obviously Dr. Mankellen even Prince and Effort like yeah.
2: Th- it's yeah I don't, I don't <laughs> you, were, you were talking about their, their last matches and they beat DRX 2-0 they beat KT 2-0 and they beat uh, Bro 2-0 they lost to Afrika yeah two (laughs) one. and from what I remember that was a couple of matches ago I don't think it looked very good for their bottom lane as well that's against Leo and Mahenz which is not exactly the top of the team they're like very middling they're extremely middle pack yeah Yeah. I'd say they're third Leo and Mahenz Yep, followed by Ruler and Life this season. Yeah. I think I mean.
0: we've we got to get the rose tinted glasses off. I think Ruler and Life have looked way worse. Maybe. Than they did in spring. I think there is. I, I do. No, you'd put, wait, <laughs> I kind third?
2: Of Where do you put Prince and Effort then? Yeah, I'm like, Print, hold so, on. Sorry, like, Prince gotta... and Effort are third. Oh, I thought you meant Leo. I thought you Leo. Yeah, Hens. I was talking about Leo and the Hens. Oh Leon, like, oh, is, like I was like, all oh right, Max, no, no, pass it over. On. <laughs> Come,
0: completely oh, on board no. that, Max. No, this just, is this is once again me getting Lahens and effort. like our out two players <laughs> with like so exactly impressive. the same play style. Uh, yeah, completely mixed up it. as I usually so, like, do. Could,
2: yeah, just d k they lost that match against Africa, and that was against Leo and the hens, which is very middling, right, yeah, and we all kind of agree on that now yeah we do, we do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm 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 not ready i I'm very worried for them against Genji, like Genji looked good, even especially with Bertol, and I think Bertol is a player that can potentially exploit Khan, who is generally very solid, and I think the bottom lane also is just going to be i think it's going to be a stomp fest, like I do agree that ruler and life have fallen down a little bit like as you were kind of alluding to in terms of our bot lane standings but like they're still extremely strong I think that they're going to crush them and I don't know what to think about Damwon if if yeah they can take win against weak teams as they always have but like we
1: That's, haven't seen yeah. anything
2: out of them for the last like three weeks really I yeah, haven't Damwon, had to prove Damwon. anything and the one time they had to they lost to Afrika
1: so like yeah true I, don't I mean
0: Damon doesn't lose to genji they just don't. <laughs> Damwon,
1: Damwon have kind of a I, mean, a, a... I feel like a mechanical bar that they set the same way Genji do in different ways, but they will do well against the bottom teams. They will struggle against the top teams when the top teams are playing on their best form, right? If it's an off day for Genji, for example, I think your prediction might come true. Like, Genji also kind of experimenting a lot. They have Birdall coming in. But my worry for Damwon is not really what happens from the LCK. I don't think... I can't predict them right now to take the title but how they perform internationally because they're almost guaranteed to go to Worlds. Um, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm most worried about because the rest of the world doesn't play like the LCK. And I think that's when One's strategies kind of can break down right now, right? Last year, Worlds meta, of course, they, they led the meta, right? But this is a very different scenario. And I think that when we look at, because we're kind of doing a bit of a retrospective, we look at how the season started for One, it felt like the weird role swaps and stuff they did, right after they switched back, they went, we were like, oh, look, they're back. But actually, were they really back? Like, I think I especially was feeling like, oh, this was the right choice to actually do these weird role swaps at the beginning when they came back and they looked good. But now looking back at it, like even further, maybe it wasn't actually, maybe they needed more time together. Maybe they needed more time to actually just hammer out those issues and get that bot lane fixed instead of just kind of taking a break and then coming back to the same sort of problems. Because yes, they look better in some ways, but are they elite I don't think so and and like Valdez is saying like that's the biggest problem is you need to be at the top top level when you're competing against the best else you know the best that LCK has to offer and the best the world has to offer later on.
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting point because I think a lot of what Damwon has been outspoken about has been burnout. Um, because you know you've had Showmaker be very outspoken saying he doesn't have as much fun playing the game anymore, you know, you've got obviously Beryl just playing Genshin Impact as much as possible. Khan's, <laughs> Khan's likely
1: going to retire, right? He, he can't defer his military,
0: so... Which is why we see that Khan is the one that's the most invested, right? Because yeah. he can feel the clock ticking. He's the one that's, you know, trying to drive this team. But um, I think that the fact that they went for these role swaps, the fact that you can see that they have been giving their players as much slack as possible, I think is really important. But now, I think, is when... You know, coma starts to bring the belt out. You know, now is the time where it starts to get towards crunch, and I think that Damwon are a team that have showed us that when they decide to be on,
3: they are on. It's you know, D- Damwon more so than any other top team is. It's it's so it's so easy to raid them, honestly, because we call them avoid monsters. If Ghost and Barrel between now and playoffs play the game again. They're gonna be a top contender for the title. That's that's legit it. Because like it's, it's not that si- simple, really. So it's, it's, it's real, no, uh, like, well, it kind of is, is so. though. Kind of, like, you can make a prediction either way and look really dumb because it, it, it just boils down to that. Like Showmaker Khan and Canyon's quality, even though there's been something like who can't who who is whos not going to be inconsistent when you feel like you're playing 3v7 most of the matches, right? Like it's legitimately if they bring it together, then I think Dom Suddenly, title contender again. Like the the, the, the the star power of these players speaks for itself. If Ghost and Barrel keep playing the way that they do, I think the Monkeys is going to end fifth, maybe fourth. Um, and and they're gonna have to. They're probably like you're saying, like just because of um, uh, spring, they'll still like have a really easy shot of making it to Worlds. Might even be guaranteed. Like if some almost, it's, almost, it's almost guaranteed. It's, ba- yeah. it's basically guaranteed, right? But they're gonna be um not our best seed and even if they're a good seed they won't be the better team oh you think so if, uh, well again if, 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 the, if, if the barrel if Ghost, if ghost and Barrel keep playing the way they are right now because mm-hmm. uh, like, like we're saying like the, the last couple of matches haven't really given us good look. the one that was supposed to Leo in the hands they got bodied so if, if they keep playing like this, I think they will be our worst seed going into into Worlds. And if they fix it, then they might be a title contender for Worlds. Like, I, who knows? Yeah, and I think
1: the, <laughs> I think that goes kind of back to what I was saying in, in that in terms... Will they be, like, the weakest team that goes, like, in general? Maybe not necessarily. But in terms of what they will do at Worlds, because they're so exposed and everybody is watching, I think that they will potentially be the worst performing ones against the top teams outside of play-ins, right? When we actually get into the, the real-world stage. If they do go to play-ins again, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, but like, I think it's it's very unlikely that they don't qualify second place. Yeah, I, I, yeah. based on their points, right? And they're already qualified I'd for say playoffs. So. But yeah. like, I think that when you face off against the top LEC and LPL teams, like that's when you're gonna have problems. They already had problems at MSI. They were yeah. a little bit exposed before that, but now it's like extremely exposed. Everybody knows. I mean, and everyone, everyone knew
0: everyone knew from at winning Worlds. MSI by the way. Everyone <laughs> knew this at Worlds 2020. They still won. Everyone that, knew at yeah. MSI they still took the final to five games. Like, You can talk about exposing the bottom lane, but I think that Damwon at their best were very good at mitigating that and playing through where they were strong. right? Because there's, there's one thing to talk about exploiting and there's the other thing to talk about playing to your strengths, right? And Damwon have demonstrated that they are very good at that. However, I think that your point still stands, right? Because the rest of the LCK has really sort of grown up around Damwon. And it goes back to my Harm or Life point, right? All the rest of the teams have like done their homework, got all their synergy together. And I think that Nongshim and Live Sandbox are the perfect examples of why the way Harm or Life were winning in spring is no longer good enough. Yep. Uh, moving into summer. And I think that is the most exciting part. The fact that we do have intelligent drafting, synergy between the, the teammates, and understanding of how you as a team win the game I think Live Sandbox are perfect at that right they still do have flexibility in the way that they draft but it's always around getting advantages in the mid game using that to slowly snowball to a victory like just beautifully done every time kudos to Joker for being able to yeah. really communicate um, how he wants to win and the same game coach yeah I mean that guy is just turning
2: nuts. this team into what it was like we were talking about before like how they just I don't know what happened to them at the end of spring but they were like a shoe in and they had a really easy matchup and they totally dropped the ball it was insane yeah. it was crazy Legit they should have been in it. playoffs instead of Nongshim, <laughs> right they were they were <laughs> yeah. going to get that sixth spot but they didn't because they totally whiffed
1: they and then the percent.
2: huge turnaround through the break and then into into summer even at the beginning of of summer it we was... were like oh, i don't know you know but then this huge turnaround is so crazy to see and i think that all starts with the the coaching—they're well.
1: not choking, right? They're—they're they're winning high stakes, really high pressure matches. They're on a win streak, which I think Joker said in an interview was like starting to stress him out a little bit because <laughs> yeah. the longer the win streak goes, the pressure gets higher and higher. But the players are not messing it up, right? This time they seem confident, and that's why I, I mean I think this team is going to be a great great team when it comes to Worlds if they make it, right? I
2: I think it's very important internationally looking into the LCK that, you know, everybody has their eyes on Damwon because they won 2020 and they were very much the quintessential, like, best LCK team, very obvious, and then they went to MSI. Everybody watches their performance and they're like, ooh, I don't know, like, the LCK doesn't look that great, like, Damwon looked really kind of like middling, Uh, I don't know, and they still, by the way, win it to five games in the finals, (laughs) but for some reason that's like the overwhelming consensus nowadays is that the LCK is dropping in performance, and I think a lot of people look at DK, and they're like, well, this team should be the best, but they're really struggling, and then all these, like, bottom teams are coming up to the top, but if you really look week to week, it's because all these bottom teams, such as, like, Nongshin, Live Sandbox, are totally revamping their style, really reaching new incredible heights, and also, like, T1 and Gen.G, the other two teams that are very obvious, that everybody knows, they were struggling to find their way in the meta, and I think they're hitting their stride right now when it matters most, so i'm really excited for the lck i think it is that the lck is leveling up towards
0: Damwon, and Damwon are still trying to figure themselves out but i think it's not that Damwon's regressed and the lck is like how is live sandbox the team that's winning this is ridiculous it's because they are playing so much closer towards their potential Nongshim Red Force have realized that like if they play through Peanut in their bottom lane plus Gari is still a god, like yep. Rich's laning phase doesn't matter. He plays Jace, <laughs> goes 0-3, still do hits the shot glass. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Because also, like, Rich is such a seasoned veteran, like player in esports he in high deal. intensity moments. He'll still make the huge play to win the game, even yeah, though he's zero the, seven on Nah. You the, know? the,
3: the one thing I want Rich just stop one v one That's that's all because like he he he. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's, farm. That's literally it. Like if if he stops one v ing I think Nongshim is like they, if, if it's even higher, right? Because that's literally. I think it's fine. Like if you get camped, um, we've seen some players deal with that really well. But that is a very specific skill that I think takes a lot of uh kind of experience like even you see uh, zeus and Broda for example read the map really well in their debuts where they like are preemptively yeah. pu- getting pulling away from turrets etc but rich's strength has never been that so just stop trying to one v one breeze rich just we know how good you're outside <laughs> of laning phase we know how much you can just take it easy hey Kennen got buffed so that's yeah, fine true. you know he's, if he's got his Cannon, his nara his jace
0: like yep. Jace is a team fighting champion when it comes to when it comes to Rich, that guy just seems to make it work. Yeah, so I'm, his I'm, Groggus
1: too. To, to be hey, honest, hey, that's true. Yeah. Bring back the Greg. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: But uh, it's just like Nongshim are a really exciting team live sandbox with the fact that Summit's still a loose cannon, but that loose cannon is being used for good rather than it's evil. It's a tristana situation. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. T1 or back, T1 or good. You <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. I mean, it's no, pretty I scary. Agree. <laughs> it's it's
1: it's really
3: and it you can make an argument for. I think, like I said, and that's just because the gap between Afrika and the other teams is kind of what we expected the gap between Afrika and Sandbox to be. But Sandbox are definitely part of the top five. You can make a case for any of those five teams to win playoffs right now, and you could, you could have a good argument. Yeah. And I think that's that's awesome. That makes me really happy. Like that's a really good sign because uh, I hadn't even thought about that, Max. But as you pointed out, like. Yeah, it's it's fun to set one team, but now we send four, and we want all those four to be good. So, yeah. Close playoffs is a really good look. And,
1: and at the beginning of, of uh summer, and at the end of round one, I think even still, we were kind of like, yeah. uh, it's not going to be a good look to send four. But now, we really, I, I think things have changed so much that we really can be happy with it. Yeah, and even when we look back to 2020, right? Like... DRX, even though that roster
0: on paper looked so good, they'd never really come together team-wise. Like, they got completely slaughtered in the LCK final in summer, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. And Gen.G as well were like, uh, you know, it, it just wasn't really... We were super confident about Darman and how they were going to perform, but our other seeds, we just didn't really have as much faith in them. No. But now moving in, and we're like, still
2: all made it out of groups. Yeah, yeah. No, of course they <laughs> Again, it's Easy about quarters. the standards, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And the LCK, I, I, I think that we're allowed to have really high standards. Yeah. And I think that we're supposed to. Um, I think the LPL are extraordinarily powerful, and they're only getting more I, and more powerful as the years go on. I, I and wanna, uh, we pride ourselves on excellence, right? I,
3: I want to avoid the civil... I want wanna bracket in quarters where we like actually get the, 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 the real down and dirty face-offs, right? Like, I don't need Rift Rivals back. That's I, all we you know, need. Because I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to see, I don't want to see, like, I don't know what the final matchup is going to be, but I don't want to see rematches of those. I want to see the best teams face-off against each other. That was the really, wouldn't have changed the outcome of the tournament. Obviously, like, Dunman were always going to win that. Like, it was kind of inevitable. But I would have mm-hmm. loved to see DRX face-off against top esports like yeah, how cool would yeah. that have been you know now like chovi the fact taking, that we had like, like the eastern separation yeah, yeah that's the, what i mean like the, the bracket, civil war yeah. right like it was literally just a, a rerun of the playoff <coughs> brackets with some eu teams introduced mm-hmm. and and i i, I honestly i want g2 and Fnatic are just like we were there too, guys yeah. <laughs> i mean they were like like g2 smashing sort of. i think yeah. every one <laughs> of us was like when you saw that draw and it's like gen g versus g2 you're like yeah, by Genji. Yeah, that <laughs> like, show that we'll was poetry it. right there. <laughs> yeah. And then
0: the fact that Damwon get to get their revenge in the semi-final as well, it's like perfect oh, matchup. No.
3: Um, but as as long as that happens, yeah, I, I I expect our teams to do as well in groups as have done in the past few years. And I love that we're sending Peanut back to
0: Worlds most likely as well, given the fact that Nongshim are looking so good. Yep. Because yeah, even him on LGD, right? Like I'm I'm
2: super high on Peanut right now. Me too. He's like, it's hard not to be, right? Um, but his play is great. But like, I think his leadership is the best. That's the main thing. It's I think. Like- he is actually the general. Like, what? let's remove the umpty general tag and put it on Peanut because that guy, he can lead His comms a team. prove it. Yeah, his yeah. comms prove it every time. Yeah.
3: It's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's I think, yeah, if you want to criticize Peanut, you're looking at, like, micro things. Like, sometimes his positioning in team fights can be a little off. But yeah. it's but what so about his
0: positioning in the mid lane when he knows that Chovy's about to go for a 1v1? Like, oh, the it's, dissection it's, of the map. Or is like, Italy oh, playing? It's like, yeah. Italy it's like, so like, terrible. It's the
3: reads. And it's, as, as we pointed out, like, everyone in Nongshim is extremely. Vocal like it, it's Peanut. Like Peanut is the reason why we're able to have such a good mid game that we do.
0: Not right? to so mention his
3: top hat usage. I mean, we used
0: to think that it was <laughs> Showmaker that had in the, the best game.
2: emotes, but I think it is Peanut. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Even Rich gets in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sad
0: B. <laughs> <laughs> Rich is the ultimate Sad B. <laughs> <a> sad B. <laughs>
3: all
0: right. So I think just to to summarize where we're all feeling, and I think we're all feeling pretty similar about this, and it's the fact that. The LCK, not looking weaker, but we are having an uprising of teams that have figured themselves out, and now the way that Hummel Life Esports were winning in spring doesn't work anymore. Extra coordination is king. Macro is king. And we've got five teams that we can't choose between, and it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but that is, uh, that is about going to do it for us here on the Pog State. Thank you so much for watching. Next week uh the next episode sorry in a couple of weeks time we will be going into uh the MP- mvp voting all of the lck awards that are going to be coming out will be a very interesting episode i think that uh gory's going to be getting some accolades during that one but mm. we'll see how things develop over the next week and a half or something like that that one's going to be really fun but uh that'll do it for this episode and as always stay classy